Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Walbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do. Hey everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today sitting next to me is my beautiful wife, Brittany. We are going to be chatting about why it is super important that you have a website. Um, there's a ton of reasons why it's important, and you might be saying, why Why did you come up with this episode? Where did this come from? And as some of you might know, we have a private Facebook group, and in it, just like most groups, we ask a few questions for you to get entry. That way we make sure it's not a bot or somebody who's going to try to spam everybody and that kind of stuff. And one of the questions we ask is, what's your website? And there is a just enormous number of people that don't have a website. So I wanted to do a podcast and just kind of talk about like why it's important to have one. So let's let's just kind of jump right into it. So why why is it important to have a website? The the biggest thing is it establishes credibility. It gives people a tangible product for them to look at. It gives when somebody is, you know, talking about you or when you're talking to a potential client, it gives them something to go to that they could see your work, they could see, you know, some tidbits about you, that kind of stuff. Like it gives them that that um yeah, that buy-in or that that quantitative or qualitative uh, feel. Now, even if you have one film, it's important that you have a website. Like just we did, we had one film on our website, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about just some basics of website building here in a second. We're gonna talk about what companies you know are out there and which one we use, um, and you know I. One of the biggest things that you want to try to get in line with is Google, and we're going to talk about SEO here in a few minutes, but um, it having your website gives you that authority with Google, and that helps you start to build that domain authority and that kind of stuff. So the earlier you build it, uh, whether you have one film, two films, the better, because Google looks at how long your website has actually been there, which is pretty important. So you know, when, when I was in some of my marketing classes, uh, there was a story about a, a, this guy named Guy Kawasaki and Guy Kawasaki was the, one of the original Apple marketing directors. He was like the VP of Apple marketing or something. And he actually helped create the commercial in 1984, where you see the, the woman running through the, the set of the book, 1984, and she throws a sledgehammer through the TV and, you know, that kind of stuff. So Guy Kawasaki, uh, he breaks out a bunch of marketing principles and that kind of stuff. But one of the ones that he had that I thought was very, 
it, it was very impactful for me was, uh, don't worry, be crappy. And what he was getting at in the don't worry, be crappy theory is when it comes to software development and that kind of stuff, you're never going to have a perfect product. And what's going to happen is, is you're going to wait, 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 wait to release. And your competitor is going to release that product before you can. So I tend to apply that with a lot of different stuff whenever I'm talking. And one of the things that I want to talk about today with your website is don't worry, be crappy. Like that's your first iteration. You know, that's, that's 1.0, you know, you have one video, you have five or six stills that you've taken from it. Like, don't worry, be crappy. Like it's, it's okay. You can make changes to the website. You can constantly tinker with it. I know I do, you know, it really does take a lot up a lot of my time. Our, our website broke on Thanksgiving and that was, it took me hours to get it to fix. But anyways, that's beside the point. The, um, don't worry, be crappy. Just build your website. We're going to talk about some basic stuff right now. Uh, and then, you know, just, just go out and do it. Just make a crappy website and then steadily fix it. Make it into something that you want later on, but just get the website done and out as soon as you can. So with that, I'd like to turn it over to Brittany so we can talk about um, what companies there are, who you can go with, and, and that kind of stuff. So I think the first thing that you want to do is establish a domain. And I'm what's that like your www. Beaboutexposure.com or whatever your main um it's your web address. Your web address, um, your name. Um so yeah, that's where you have to start. Um, there are several companies to go with. We um initially started out with I think GoDaddy was the very first one with Seed USA. So GoDaddy does a couple of different things. We manage our domains through GoDaddy. So GoDaddy hosts our domains right now. We did use GoDaddy for our first website and the domain. Yeah. That was like a decade ago. That, yeah, but that was, was our very ago. first yeah. like introduction to website design and building. Um, most recently, before we settled with um, Cloudways. Cloudways, but within Cloudways, we work with WordPress which is our builder, but we worked with Squarespace and Squarespace has beautiful design templates, um, but they are a bit on the pricey side of things. So what we ended up doing was going to Cloudways, which ended up being super affordable and allowed us to have multiple websites all for like $11 a month. Um but beyond that, you need to do your research, find out what's going to work best for you. Some Like Squarespace has templates, so it's just kind of plug and play. You don't really have to have too much um, experience with building a website. Um, I know that there's been a quite a bit of trial and error here and there with um, Cloudways, but it's really affordable and it's got free plugins and stuff like that that helps you... Um, get the desired look that you want for your website. Um, yeah, I mean, just in in short, there's there's a bunch of different. You you have Squarespace, you have GoDaddy, 
you have Wix, you have WordPress itself. Like there's, there's a bunch of different companies that you can use to create your website. Some are easier to use than others. I, you know, I liked Squarespace. I thought Squarespace had really, really nice templates. They were pretty much drag and drop. Like it was, it was a very easy, you know, simple thing to do to put together. Um, but that came with the price. And I want to say our, for one website, we were looking at $250 a year and we have three websites. So we have, we have three sites between, you know, wedding videography for beginners.com, uh, be about exposure and then seed USA. So seed USA is, is our, is our primary company. And then the, the other two are, uh, DBAs, but the, uh, don't judge wedding videography for beginners.com. I've been tinkering with that. It needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of love. I ain't going to lie. Um, that goes back to that. Don't worry. Be crappy mentality. But when we switched to Cloudways, you can physically pick what server you would like to go to. So if you want to go to like AWS GovCloud, like there's, there's a bunch of different options. So we of course did what most people do and we just pick the fastest and cheapest one. And for all three of our domains to come through it, we, we pay around $11.50, $12 a month for all three websites. And that's important because a lot of people have multiple websites for what they're doing. So if you have a wedding videography company, that's one website. If you have, uh, like if you're doing stuff for music videos, that's another website. If you're trying to do stuff for color grading projects, that should be another website. Like those should be distinct different things. And if you're dealing with multiple sites, then, you know, Cloudways is an exponentially cheaper route to take. And that's one reason why I like it. Um, Customer service is good. Like it's, we've never had any downtime with our website, that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's a cool little thing. It's different when you think to yourself that you're managing your own little server space, because that does add, at least for me, that added like a lot of like pressure and responsibility because technically it's yours. Um, But we've done it now for a couple of years. It's super simple. And it's way cheaper than some of the alternatives. And you can get the exact same thing with, with Cloudways. They run WordPress. So if any of you have done any editing on a WordPress site, it's going to be the exact same thing inside of Cloudways. Like you just open up your WordPress site. You go to admin console just like you would with anything else. So it's a uh, it's different, but uh, once you get the hang of it, it's really, it's kind of easy to put together. And we're, we're going to talk about that here after the break. I'm going to go into the basics of building the site. And then Britt's going to talk about some SEO stuff. So let, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get right into those. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc., You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, 
and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today. All right, everybody. Welcome back from break. Uh, Like I said, I wanted to get right into the basics of building a site, and then Britt's going to talk about some SEO. So just to highlight what Britt was saying earlier, the first thing you need to do is get your domain. Uh, we personally did ours through GoDaddy. So we, we chose the name, you know, our company name is be about exposure. So we just searched to see if that be about exposure domain was available. It was, um, I can't remember what we paid for it. I prepaid like three years and I think I got each year for like 15, 20 bucks. It wasn't anything crazy. It was like, I prepaid like 50 bucks or 60 bucks and got the domain for like two or three years. There's some kind of crazy, um, things that go along with that though. Like if you want your domain name, you might have to pay a premium for it. Like we know a photographer that was like looking to pay like four grand to get her namesake on her website. Yeah. So, I mean, you might, you might be in our position to where nobody, uses it. So if you're using a combination of your name and something else, you'll probably be okay. But uh, you can always search to see if that domain is already taken. And then I think it goes up for auction. I think that's the way that that works. But um, yeah, get your domain. Once you get your domain, you can, you know, purchase your server space on Cloudways. And then it's a really simple process to link your domain to Cloudways and that kind of stuff. But let's, let's say that all that is done when you go into your WordPress site or any site, for example, if you're using WordPress, we use a plugin called Elementor. Uh, there's a, a pro version and a free version. We have the pro version, but you'd probably be just fine with using the free version. Uh, it gives you really nice blocks, just like on a Squarespace site. You can put in titles images, insert videos, captions, reviews, like they have all of that stuff broken down to where you just drag like a title and just drop it where you want it on the site itself. So it it is pretty user intuitive. So don't, don't be too intimidated when, when you hear me talking about this stuff, but I guess just in general terms, some basics for what, what you should see across the board, which this should start to sound a little familiar. When I go to a website or when you go to a website, the first thing that really catches your eye is what's called that hero image. The hero image uh, typically takes up like 80% of the screen and it's just something that's going to draw that user's attention right to the image. You know, you're, you're trying to, it's that adage of, um, you have roughly two to three seconds to gain somebody's attention nowadays and for them to be captivated enough to keep looking at what you're doing and that kind of stuff. So the first thing you want to make is that hero image. Just take, imagine like what your target couple looks like and then take that screenshot, you know, take that still. So if you're in Final Cut, you can export a JPEG of that frame uh, I'm sure it's the equivalent in Premiere. If you're in DaVinci, you can uh, right-click and then grab still, and then that'll make, like for me, if I'm editing in a 16 by 9 format, that'll make a 16 by 9 equivalent JPEG. So then you can take that image and drop that in to your uh, 
your hero image, where you're at on your front page. So bam, that's the first thing people see. So your logo is up in the top left. You got that nice hero image right when somebody comes to the site. And then you want to start thinking about fonts. Fonts are a little tricky. Um, you know, you want, I don't really under, I can't remember the difference between serif and sans serif. Like one's got a little thingy yeah. and the other one doesn't. Sans is without. So it's like your aerial font. San or serif has the little like Times New Roman, where if you have like a T, it has the side. <laughs> uh, so we use Playfair Display. I did some Googling and that kind of stuff. And Playfair Display seemed to come up the most as being like aesthetically pleasing. And it looks a little professional. So that's what we just set our default text to Playfair Display and just boom, left it. That's it. Nothing crazy. And that way your text is universal throughout your entire site. You don't want different fonts on different pages. Just pick one font, you know, that you think looks good, that matches your brand and your couple and stick to that font. So, uh, you want to make, you want to find a font that's easy to read, looks modern, and then you want to make a header. Your header does not need to be anything crazy or fancy. Our header is literally our logo on the top left. The, I call it the hamburger, the three bars on the right where somebody clicks it. And then there's the options of our current pages and that's it. So all of our active pages are on there and, and that's it. Nothing, nothing else. So nothing, you know, drastic on the header, nothing fancy, um, and let's say that you only have one video. Awesome. You don't need anything more than that. So don't, don't be intimidated. Don't be like, Oh, I only have like one or two projects that I've done. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I can put that up there. No, take that video, go through it, find the frames that you think are the absolute best. So find four or five. So out of a six minute long video, which is hundreds and hundreds of frames, find the four or five best, find a nice wide shot, find a nice medium shot, nice close up, find something nice with the bride and groom during portraits, uh, and then find something for, uh, like a nice venue shot or table settings or something like that. Take all of those shots, export them as a JPEG, and now you have your stills for your website. That's it. Take your video, you know, put a little blurb underneath your hero image that's talking about like what you value at your company. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, just a paragraph, nothing crazy. And then put your video underneath it. You can, you know, if your video is up on YouTube, you can just embed the YouTube link. If you're using a WordPress site, like with Elementor, you can just grab the video icon, drag it over, drop it, and then paste in the URL from your YouTube site, and then it'll automatically embed it into your website. So it's really easy. And it's, it's just one, we're not talking about anything more than one video right now. That's all, that's all you really need. Cause that's something for somebody to look at, to see your work, understand it and that kind of stuff. Next, you want to create an about page. Keep the about page simple. It's about you. Have, you know, take, you know, the best picture that you have of you, put it on that about page and then literally write what your company is about, write some things that you like doing, write things that you enjoy, 
you know, and just talk about like how your company started, why you love what you do and that kind of stuff. Doesn't need to be a dissertation. Uh, I think ours is maybe a paragraph and that's it. And boom, you're done. Your about page is done. Create a contact page. Put your contact form on it. You've heard me talk about HoneyBook. One of the reasons why I like HoneyBook is HoneyBook creates a embedded form that you can put into your website. So all our contact pages is a hero image across the top. It says, let's chat at the top. There's a little blurb on the side that again, reinforces what we, what we do, like what, what kind of couple we're looking for, you know, that kind of stuff. It says like non, non-traditional authentic storytellers, you know, that kind of stuff on the side. Uh, we have our starting price in that so that people can see it there again. And then right next to it is the contact form. That contact form is created in HoneyBook. And then we just embed the code into the website. So when somebody comes to the website and they fill out the contact form, it automatically creates a new uh, inquiry. It creates a new inquiry inside of HoneyBook and it drops it right into our pipeline for us. So we don't need to do anything. So we, uh, that's it. That's all you need. If you're just, that, that's it. You need three pages. Your homepage, your about page, and your contact. That's pretty much exactly what we have right now. I think we might have one more page. We have a portfolio page that we added. So we have some more videos on it, but that that's it. You don't, you, you don't need anything crazy. You know, we built ours just like that. We had one film on it. I took a bunch of stills out of the film. I dropped it into different pages. So like your, your contact page might be, um, like a really, you know, wide shot of the venue, your about page might have, um, you know, obviously has a photo of you, but you don't want that as a hero image. So you have a different, you know, photo of, uh, a couple that you had shot. So something that you had taken during portrait sessions and then your homepage really think about what kind of couple you're trying to attract. So what they're interested in, things that they like or they enjoy, and then try to find a frame in that film that really embodies whatever it is that, 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 you know, couple that you're looking for is, and then use that as that hero frame. Like that's kind of, that's where, where I would stop and there's start. And then lastly for the footer, really simple just have, have a link to the website, uh, have, you know, your YouTube icon and have that down there that links right to your YouTube page, have your Instagram, have your Facebook, uh, you know, put that kind of stuff in the footer and then you know, that, that should be it. Like you don't need anything crazy. I know with Elementor, that free program, it comes with those icons. So you just put the icons where you want them and then call it a day. Like you, you don't need to, you don't need to be scared about building a website. I mean, I think I covered three pages in 10 minutes and you know, it, you don't need to make it harder than that. Just keep it simple. Keep it clean. Keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, and you know, once that's up and you have that domain going again, that starts the clock with Google. 
And that starts to build that domain authority with Google because that that is a weighted thing that Google is looking at is how long um, your website has actually been there. So, but there, there's other stuff. There's other stuff. There's, there's things with um, search engine optimization, SEO, and Brittany is going to chat about that right now. Yeah. So um, once you've established your website, the next step is to worry about your search engine optimization. So what is it and why do you need it? So SEO is the practice of increasing the quantity and quality of traffic that's going to your website through organic search um, search engine results. So what does that mean? It's free advertising and lead generation. So we're all about free. As soon as we could dump anything that cost us money like the knot, um, it allowed us to put our money in other places such as website development and what have you. So what does it mean when a bride is searching um, wedding videographer in Boston? Where do you come up in those search results? For us, we have tried to find what was going to work best for us, whether Cape Cod weddings videographer was going to be like our main keyword or if it was going to be Boston. Um, I think we've kind of kept with both of them, but we've had to uh, play with each one of them a bit. It's all about trial and error and finding what works best for you, what keywords you use that are going to land that ideal couple in the perfect geographic location for you. So this topic in and of itself is complex and it's ever-changing. Algorithms are changing with Google. I mean, I'm sure you've noticed, I mean, from post to post on Instagram, these things change constantly. So it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of testing but the good news is, is that with some minor tweaks, they, your optimization um, can go a long way. So ultimately, you just want to think about your target couple and um, base your verbiage on your website um, with keywords and such that are going to attract that couple. So... What am I talking about here? We're talking about like adventure couples, um, elopements, non-traditional, um, authentic, just the the keywords that you feel identify and describe your perfect couple. So these are things that you're going to use within your about, your... Um, I mean, just anywhere you have verbiage on your website, you're going to be talking about these things. When you get into blogging, that's where you're going to really start to notice. Um, I mean, that's where you have free reign to target the couples that you want. The very first blog that we did was about Cape Cod photographers, and it was also a great way to network with local photographers in our area and get on their radar if we hadn't worked with them before. Um, 
by create like reaching out to these photographers it allowed us to have what you call backlinks so we created a blog we talked about hey these are some awesome um photographers on the cape this is kind of their style yada 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 i think we did top 10 cape photographers five top five my bad um so ultimately reached out to all these photographers, asked them if they'd be interested, asked if they would shoot me over a couple of their favorite Im- um, images that they shot on the Cape. Um, that way I could tag the venue that they shot at, the um, pretty much just the venue, I guess, and any churches or anything else that was... Yeah, you asked for... Like a short description of what what they what they like to shoot, the um, a couple of photos, and then the venue where they shot it because we backlinked to the venue. Yeah, and the whole purpose with backlinks is to help establish your authority within Google. So anytime Google sees that you are backlinked to another website, it is helps to establish your authority. So what does that mean? It means that Google then trusts you as a almost like verified source, if you will. It's called authority. Yeah. So yeah, it's called authority. And ultimately what happens is if you link your website or backtrack, (laughs) if you send the blog to the couple and they link their website to that blog. Yeah. So if you, so Google is looking at a a bunch of different factors just across the board. And one of them is the backlink. It's what Britt's talking about. So if you are featured in like style me pretty or modern weddings or something like that, and they, they have the, they have a little, you know, blog that the photographer wrote and that kind of stuff. Well, what you want is for that photographer to link your website in that blog, even if it's just as simple as videographer colon be about exposure and be about exposure is just highlighted. And when you click on it, that takes you to www.beaboutexposure.com. Like that, that is a backlink. That's one uh, follow backlink. So there, there's a difference. We don't need to get into the weeds, but there's a difference between follow and no follow and that kind of stuff. But the important thing is uh, that you get those back links. So that's where that whole networking thing comes from and that kind of stuff to where you want people to backlink to your website because that tells Google, hey, there's a bunch of different websites pointing back to this one. This one must know what it's talking about. People are going there. Uh, give an example. Our search ranking for Boston wedding videographer, the algorithm changed and we went from top of the second page, almost on the first page of, you know, if you just look at Boston wedding videographer to 37th, I just looked before we started this, like we dropped and we only have 16 or 17 like quality backlinks. Like we were featured in modern weddings. Uh, we have a few photographers that, you know, have, that we've done with, that have listed us on their blog, that kind of stuff. Uh, 
and you, depending on your market, to get to page one, you might need 30 to 40. Some markets might only need five. Uh, you can go to a, a, um, a tool that's called Uber Suggest, and I think it's by a guy named Neil Patel. I think that's his name. And you can type in your, your domain once you have it, and then it'll give you like all the data. It'll tell your backlinks. Like there's, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there. I think Brittany was going to talk about one of the courses, but the, uh, it's very important to get those backlinks because those backlinks help establish that authority. And the best way to do that is to be a team player with everyone so that when people are writing their blogs, like photographers, they blog all the time that they're listing you in that list of venues or vent vendors, because that that's just going to help your website's authority. Same thing for the florist and, and that kind of stuff. So that's really important. That's one reason, um, like we, we have a whole thing to where when we're done with the film, we send it out to, uh, uh, all the vendors and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's a, a big networking thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess ultimately the, the goal is quality over quantity when it comes to, um, say like your blogs and whatnot. Like I'm, I'm definitely lagging in the blogging department, but our one blog did do really well. Doing really it, well. And it's because, I mean, I don't want to say that I, I put an extreme amount of effort into it, but I think that aesthetically it looked well. And that was just done on our WordPress um, Elementor plugin. Um, but just having a very like niche um, blog that was trying to target a very specific area, an area that we are um, definitely trying to work in so that um, that geographical location was important. And um, as a keyword, we were talking about Cape Cod this, Cape Cod that, what Cape you, Cod Shores. Have you said what the blog was? Yeah, it was like your top five, top it was, five. It was, yeah, it was Cape top Cod five Cape wedding Cod wedding videographers, videographers. Or, uh, photographers. photographers, photographers. Sorry, but it's. I just, don't think you actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, the whole point was, I mean, why would a videographer talk about photographers? Well, I mean, we work with a lot of photographers, and why? I think that in that regard, there's a wealth of knowledge, but also we're trying to shoot more weddings in Cape Cod. Like we live within a 50 mile radius of that. Why wouldn't we try to establish authority and get onto, um, page one of Cape Cod wedding, anything, let alone, um, I mean, I think we're ranking number one in Cape Cod wedding photographers, which yeah, we cannibalized. We can't. It's 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 called keyword cannibalization. We cannibalize Cape Cod wedding photographer. If you look that up, you'll see our blog post comes up on page one. It says here's the top five Cape Cod wedding photographers. So that drives hundreds of hits to our site a month. But yeah, that's that's the whole point is trying to attract the right traffic to your website as well as. Um, numbers because 
it's all a numbers game. The more numbers you drive to your website, the more likely you are to at least land one. And yeah, I mean, imagine a funnel. You got you got a thousand people that come to the site. And when they get to the site, you have specific verbiage on the site trying to target your ideal couple so that weeds out, you know, 50 right off the bat. But then those other 50 are more of your ideal couple. They keep reading, they keep liking. Some of them see your price and then they dip out, which drops down to like, you know, say 20. Out of those 20, 10 fill out your contact form. Now those 10, you know, two book or one, one to two book. Um, like that's, that's how you have to kind of envision it. And you, the more people that you're pushing to your website, the more people that you will get on the phone. It's just, it's just, it's literally just a numbers game. And I mean, I want to say that the biggest takeaway from all of this is that it's free. Like you're not paying for each one of these, um, leads that are generated just simply from a bride type or groom typing into a Google search engine or Yahoo or whatever wedding videographer in X location. And if you're able to um, become an authority figure for those keywords searched, you're going to come up as one of the first, second, third. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into this and we're just scratching the surface. Um, But if you're willing to put in the work and do the trial and error and test keywords in your local areas and also um, maybe expand. I mean, we have the market of Cape Cod, we have Boston and New England. So we have a lot of wiggle room, a lot of different um, mixes and matches that we can do. Um, There. There's just a ton of stuff that goes into this. And like I said, we're just barely just welcoming you into SEO. There's a great course that we took from, it's called SEO for Photographers. And I believe the the guys that run the course, their name, names are Corey and Dylan. And they are extremely helpful. Like once you actually get into the course, you pay for the course, they have Facebook groups, and they also have, um, you can pay to have a coaching call slash audit of your website, but they also give you resources to free, um, I want to say they're like website audits. They help you with figuring out the speed of your website because all of these things come into play. And I mean, if you take anything away from this, it's just make sure you get yourself a website because that then allows you to at least be searchable for your brides and grooms and give them something to hang on to. Um, it makes you look like you're in a legitimate business. Um, keep it simple. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. This is something that you can build upon constantly. Um, like Phil said, we're constantly changing things here and there and just trying to better our website, trying to find the exact branding, the image that we want. But all of these things, you need to keep in mind your ideal client. Like what? who is it that you want to attract to your website? Who is it that you want to work with? Who is it that, um, 
I mean, you want booking you for your wedding services. Um, I'm kind of going around in circles, I feel, but definitely look into SEO for photographers that if you have a budget for it, like it's definitely a course worth taking. They walk you through so many things. And like I said before, this is always changing. It's very complex, but even just simple things like um, blogging here and there, but making sure that your blogs are going to benefit you in some way, whether it's driving traffic um, to your geographical location. Um, If there are certain venues that you want to work at, make sure that you incorporate those in, I don't know, top five wedding venues yeah, in tol- New England. Top five Tulsa wedding videos or, or uh, wedding venues or top 10 florists in, you know, Kalamazoo. Like there's that your, your stuff is just kind of ad infinitum when it comes to blogging. But those things also help you establish some sort of network with said venue or said photographer or florist or whoever, whatever it is. Like if you're trying to break into a certain market through something, like there's no better way than to write something nice about the local venue that you want to work at. And then you're on their radar. And hopefully somewhere along the way, it will boost your rankings on Google. It's definitely a, what do they call it? The slow cooker method. Like it takes a it's while. Nick Miller and John yeah. Bowman, crockpot, crockpot method. Yeah, you have to. I'm more than microwave. <laughs> we all are, instant gratification. But I have to say that we started that one specific blog. I have to say one because we've only She's done, only done one. one. I have, but it does, it is doing really, really well. I'll give her that. It's doing really well. No, it's doing well. And I, I definitely have ideas for the next one, but I need to put pen to paper and get it done. But the, the issue, the reason why we keep talking about one, 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 one is it is exponentially better for you to take a few months and do one blog that is very well put together meaning, you know, a couple thousand words, images, links, that kind of stuff. And it's well put together and well read to where Google knows what you're talking about. That's not a joke. Um, Because that will perform better and drive more traffic than one that you just like threw together with 10 words and, you know, two, two haphazard pictures. So it's, it's okay to take your time to write out a blog on like your local wedding venues. Like don't think that you need to knock it out in an afternoon. It's it's Google is going to recognize the effort that's put into it. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but there's, there's a lot of things that the, um, what do they call them? The crawlers? Yeah. Little, yeah. The crawlers, the crawlers are a crawler is a thing, uh, that Google uses that reads every web page. And it's cataloging all of those words and that kind of stuff. And one, one thing that we didn't talk about with SEO is if your target market, like for us, 
we use Boston Wedding Videographer or Boston Wedding Videography. The only reason why I chose that over Cape Cod Wedding Videographer was Boston Wedding Videographer gets hundreds of more hits than Cape Cod does. It's like literally the difference of like 300 hits. So I went with the larger one. We rank on the first page for Cape Cod Wedding Videographer even though our website only talks about Boston wedding videographer. Like that's the word that we, that we did on purpose, but Google is the, the algorithm knows that we live close enough to Cape Cod and we have some authority for Boston that it automatically puts us into Cape Cod. It's very weird how that actually works out. But if you are focusing on say Boston wedding videographer, your, you have what's called a heading. And so imagine your your hero image, and then underneath that is your heading. That heading needs to be called H1. Now, if you're using something like Elementor, like we've been talking about, or even Squarespace, you can simply select H1 heading. It doesn't, you, yeah, I'm telling you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. H1 is what Google will prioritize. So Google is reading those words and putting whatever verbiage you have in that will have more weight than other words. So if, if it says Boston wedding videographer at that H1 heading, and then inside of our short description, it mentions Boston wedding videographer, then down in some subtext, just, you know, we're like, oh, this was a, a beautiful Boston wedding. It'll start to gather all of those words and be like, oh, this is a website that's talking about Boston wedding videographer or videography, Google will automatically start to fill in the, the ends of the words for you. So, but you got to get that H1 heading in there because that'll, that'll kind of kickstart things. I forgot to mention that. Well, there's so Mm -hmm. many little nuances and embedding this and doing this. And I mean, like I said, we're, there's so many blanks that we're leaving in and out of here. Like there's literal courses on this kind of stuff if anything, we just wanted to bring it to your attention, make sure that you are aware of it. I know that there was one individual that reached out and had no idea what SEO was and Phil tried explaining it to him, but um, it's it's pretty complex, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would really sit down and think about what who your target couple is, what they like, that kind of stuff model the verbiage on your website off of that on top of whatever city you're in wedding videographer. Now, if you live in like a rural area and you're close to somewhere like say St. Louis, I would recommend that you use St. Louis wedding videographer because that's going to generate more, more people are going to be searching that than like, you know, I, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. So more people would be searching for like Cleveland or Columbus than they would be for Canton. So it just makes more sense to use the bigger city. Um, and then focus your efforts on that main page only on that keyword set. So if you want to target New York, you can't use New York and St. Louis on the same page. That will not work with Google. That's called keyword cannibalization. It goes into that whole SEO course thing. So you got to you gotta do some other stuff with that. You got to create new pages. And for people just starting out, pick the largest city that's next to you. 
use those as the key as that initial keyword. So for us, Boston wedding videographer, that's what our website, you see that constantly on the first page over and over and over again. Um, it might seem redundant because I, when I was writing these (laughs) vlogs, like there is a legit like formula that you have to use. Like you need to use, um, Cape Cod wedding videographer, five times six times seven times like it's a bit redundant it's It's hard to put that into a sentence over and over again without looking weird but it becomes like i was saying it's definitely a process it takes a long time for you to see the benefits of um something such as a blog but if you have made it like a quality blog it's not about having hundreds of blogs it's about having good blogs that are going to generate traffic to your website and the right traffic. Like you don't want, um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So what just to keep blogging simple for people that are just starting out for that one wedding video that you have, do a blog on that, write up two or three paragraphs about the couple, about the day, have a list of the vendors at the bottom of it with the uh, photographer, the florist, the makeup artist, you know, hair, where she got her dress, the venue, that kind of stuff. And then when that's done and written up, have your video, like say it was loaded into YouTube, have that embedded in the blog itself, and then email that to all of those vendors. Say, hey, I wrote this blog on X, Y, and Z. I'd appreciate it, you know, if you mentioned it in one of your blogs or on a post, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what happened with the Cape Cod, uh, the top five Cape Cod wedding photographers is. We featured you on our blog. Yeah. And they almost all of them backlinked to that blog and then other, um, other things started picking it up. So other, you know, other blogs, other journals, that kind of stuff. Like we, we have over like two dozen backlinks to that alone. And that's why you see now that Cape Cod, you know, top five Cape Cod, whatever is on page one. And it's because it was, it's been established authority because other people backlinked to it and was telling Google, Hey, this probably means something. It's not, you know, and that that's the only the only one that we got, but it's doing really well because it was well put together. So I would just recommend that your first couple of blogs you just do on the wedding that you shot. And you you what were you gonna say? What I was gonna say is that if you are struggling with actual footage of your own or having worked, I mean, only one wedding or whatever, like blog about venues and such that you want to work at. So if there's like five venues that are around you in your area that you would like to be um, maybe on their vendor list or whatever, or maybe even just given the opportunity to shoot there, being put on their radar, like write a, a little blog, a little blurb about, hey, this venue um, is – here, this is a unique feature about this venue. Um, their capacity, like just even just the generic things about 
the venue that you can find on their website. Um, and then reach out to the venue and say, hey, I featured you on my blog. Like it's mostly people. I mean, the it, it's people just like you that yeah. are operating all of this stuff. There's no it's it, it's no, just like, very normal people yeah. that get excited just like you do when right. when somebody's like, hey, we featured you. And, and I'm it's, like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's just as beneficial to you or to them. It's just as beneficial for them as it is for you. Like they get to say, hey, we were featured in, on this blog. They don't know that you're just little old be about exposure that's only shot one wedding. Like they just see it and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Someone took yep. the time to write about us. We're going to blast this out there and see, you know, who grabs onto it. And it could be the same with photographers or anyone else that you want to work with. It's just about putting in that little bit of effort. And then it helps in the long run with networking as well as creating that authority on Google to help boost your rankings so that you come up earlier in the search. Because ultimately, let's be honest, when it comes to search engine, when you search for anything, if it's not on the first page, whatever it is that you're looking for chances are you're not going to be going to the second page, the third page, let alone the fourth, fifth, tenth page. Like anything beyond that, I don't think I've ever looked beyond four or five pages deep. We're on the fourth page of Boston <laughs> Wedding Videographer right now and it hurts me. It we hurts me down to my core. To <laughs> but it's, it's all awful. a work in progress. But with that being said, though, we have talked for 30 minutes on SEO. Yeah, well, it's a it's a big nut to crack. And um, like I said before, like we have I don't even think we've scratched the surface on it. Like you definitely need to check out any free materials you can on it. But if you have a budget for um, any sort of courses this year, definitely check out SEO for photographers. Um, they have a great course with a lot of helpful information. Yeah. And one of the things that they did, which is really cool is they have, uh, multiple sites. So multiple, uh, like if you were on Squarespace, if you're on WordPress, if you're, you know, like they, they have a different thing for each one inside of the course. So, you know, if you're just, if you're using one of the major ones, they have it covered. So it's not like it's geared towards Squarespace for everything. Like they, they break down like how to, how to do, um, a bunch of different things across sites. So with that being said, that was a lot said. <laughs> Having a website is really, really important. And it's important for a whole lot of reasons that we just covered, but it's, it's super important. And you know, don't worry, be crappy. Just crank one out, use that first video, build three really basic pages, and then start to establish that authority inside of Google you know, then you can start building the credibility with your couples and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a really, it's really important that you have a website, even if you only have one film. So don't sleep on it. With that being said, be sure to like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow our podcast. Uh, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, wedding videography for beginners. And we hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. You're going to say goodbye or.
It was like the it was like the end of a bad date. All right, so let's stop. Are you looking at a really nice camera you can't afford? Are you wondering how companies afford six red Monstro 8K cameras and all the trimmings? You need to make more money so you can buy one. No, I'm kidding. You need to rent. Renting equipment is way easier than you think. You can ship it all back and forth from your house and it's way cheaper than buying. Best of all, you should include the rental cost in your pricing to pass on the expense because you're shooting with better gear. Wouldn't it be great to use something other than a Canon SL2 for your next project? Run a Sony a7S 3 or a Canon 1DX Mark III. You don't need to buy them. We rent additional cameras, lighting gear, and audio equipment all the time from Borrow Lenses. We've never had a late shipment or anything other than an awesome experience with their customer service. Use our affiliate link below to get renting today and you'll have professional equipment tomorrow.